When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast. My name is Jeff Buck. I'm a writer for The Athletic, and each week I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver. Up next is Todd Gilland of Front Row Motorsports, who is in his second year driving in the NASCAR Cup Series and has been doing quite well lately. He had a run of top 15s going, and then at Martinsville recently, uh, he was uh, in the top 10, top 5 even, um, until he had an engine problem. So certainly outperforming the preseason expectations for Gilliland at Front Row Motorsports. Also, it's always fun for me to interview Todd Gilliland because I first met him when I think he was six years old. I was covering his dad, David Gilliland, for the local newspaper in Southern California. He was like our local driver, and he had two little kids at the time who are now grown up, and that's uh, really weird for me. It makes me feel pretty old, especially that Todd is racing the Cup Series now. But uh, always good to catch up with him. So here is our conversation. All right, everybody. I'm here with Todd Gilliland for another 12 questions. Todd, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. How are you? Good, good. I'm excited to have you on. You've been on a roll lately. And uh, now we've got Talladega coming up. And uh, who knows? You can always make some noise. Well, you've been making noise everywhere lately, but maybe there as well. So, So listen, the first question here. Could be a tough one. You have to pick one chore or obligation to do every single day for a year. But if you make it doing this the entire year, you never have to do it again for the rest of your life. So which would you like to pick? I think this is an easy answer. I got to go with laundry. I uh, I really don't mind it when you do it every day because then you don't let it get you know piled up. And then you only have like a few things to put away. But oh, it'd be so nice after the year for sure. Are you... Um... Like, do you fold your own laundry? Do you do you tell Marissa like, "Hey, I, I'm too busy this week." Like, try to guilt her into doing it. Dude, it's it's kind of just hit and miss. It's not really something we talk about, but uh, sometimes she puts it away, and other times, I guess she's not feeling it, and I put it away. So um, I know when I get home and there's a big pile of laundry still on the bed, that it uh, <laughs> it seems like we're gonna be doing it together this week. <laughs> okay. Can you describe how you are as a passenger in a streetcar? Uh, I always joke with Marissa that she's a bad passenger because she always like they're a mile up and she tells me that they're hitting the brakes or something like that. But sometimes recently when I'm in the passenger seat, I'm, I'm hitting my, my brake pedal over there sometimes too. So, um, but I'm definitely probably a distracting passenger in the car for sure. I try and talk and mess with everything I can. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're, you're keeping it lively in there apparently. Oh, I try to it, uh, awkward car rides. Maybe it's because my mom always talks a lot. So that's <laughs> one I got from her. <laughs> what is an app on your phone that you love using and think other people should know about? Be real right now is a fun one, um, that I've been doing. And I feel like some people have been getting off, but, 
um it's just fun for me i don't know i feel like i'm always on my phone so i always take a legit picture and um it's cool to see kind of what everyone else is doing throughout the day you know i i gave be real try for a while and i was really good about it like almost every day and then i like went a few days without it and then i've like just i like dropped it for whatever reason like not intentional it just happened you know um do you feel Uh like do you feel like people are like are sticking with it? Are, are some people bailing? I think I'm the only one that's sticking with it, but <laughs> no, I'm just, there's a few of our friends that are still doing it, but for a while there, I feel like it like peaked for a second. And then, um, then it seems like everyone's getting off, but it, uh, it's funny. I always joke with Harrison cause Harry, he was on it. Um, but he just has so many notifications. Every time I look at his phone, it's just chaos. So no wonder he would miss something like that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's hard to get it in that moment. Um, what do you do to make yourself feel better when you're having a crappy day? I don't know. I feel like I've been golfing a lot recently. That's been really nice. The weather's getting warm right now. Um, Marissa always likes to sit outside. So, um, that puts me in a little bit better mood and I'm definitely a a big eater. So I love some good food. That'll usually put me in a good mood no matter what. What are you, what are you housing uh, as your comfort food for the bad day? Oh, so I like, I love Epic Chop House by us and Pisces. There's like two restaurants that we go to like at least probably once a week, which is really bad. We eat out way too much, but, um, I love, love food that those two restaurants. So you can just like crush a whole platter of sushi. Yes. Oh, sushi and hibachi chicken steak, way too much white rice for me, but, uh. <laughs> um, so I'm asking people to. I've been asking readers to to give like an advice st- column style question, like a Dear Abby type thing. And I'm just changing it for each driver, trying to make it somewhat random. Um, so this is one that somebody submitted. They said, um, I was making dinner the other day, a delicious stir fry with chicken, fresh veggies, um, and classic Asian brown sauce. And I made a minor mess in the kitchen. No big deal. I decided to clean up with a kitchen towel from the stove. However, my wife told me, that she had just put that towel out and it was not to be used for cleaning up. It is not a fancy towel or a sentimental towel, but I was still told that I should have used another cleanup method. Was I off base in using this kitchen towel from the stove or is my wife in the wrong? What do you think? Oh, that sounds kind of familiar to me. Um, <laughs> so in our house, it's different. Okay. So in that situation, I think that guy could, could use the towel and it'd be all fine, but uh, I'm more of a paper towel guy myself. We have, so for a while, our dishwasher was broken. So we'd be drying off our dishes by hand every night. And dude, I swear we just put the same towel right back on the dishwasher. Use it again. I'm like, oh my gosh, this thing's got to be getting pretty gross by now. <laughs> um, so I'm a big, just like I said, uh, paper towel guy because you know they're clean and you just throw them away. No, no clean up because then you have to wash the towel eventually and that just makes more of a mess. Yeah, and then it gets added to your pile of laundry that you already have to do anyway. Exactly. Oh, gosh. Don't make it sound like that. That's that sounds bad. I don't know. <laughs> um, so the next one is a pop culture debate type question where I'm also mixing it up for each person. So uh, one of the hot topics lately going on in, in our little world, I guess, is Twitter is getting ready to take away all the blue check marks unless you pay them um, $8 a month. So... Right now, you you know you have your blue check mark still. They they haven't taken it away yet. But if they take it away, are you gonna pay the eight bucks a month for the Twitter blue? Or are you just gonna be like, no, nah, I'm I'm good, no check mark. 
To me, I, I feel like this is definitely an interesting topic because even if you pay the $8, it's just like anyone could do that. And it really means nothing, right? Like, at least that's what I think in my mind. Like, if anyone can get it, it still means nothing. So, um, I don't know. I think like the gold check marks and stuff are cool for like actual companies and stuff that are on Twitter. But another thing, there's so many fake accounts that can just so easily like DM people or anything like that. So I don't know. I think being verified is important, but if you have to pay for it and it's not really meaningful, then I'm, I'm definitely not going to. Have you had people like, cause I see a lot of drivers deal with this where you know, like on Instagram or something, people make like a fake Todd Gillen account and then try to get money out of people. And then everybody's like, oh, report this. Like, have you had people try to do that to you? Uh, I haven't been, I've been pretty lucky. I haven't had too many people, but um, just like the other week we were doing a giveaway and I, someone made a fake account and was, um, you know, DMing people that they had won and then like they needed some information to like send it to them. So wow. um, it's kind of scary, right? Like, just that stuff happens all the time. And, um, you know, sometimes you're like, how do people fall for it? But sometimes it's, it's really realistic and, and can get, uh, get any about anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So this next one's a wild card question where I'm mixing it up for each person as well. Um, you know, obviously you got the disappointing news that you weren't going to be um, in your ride full time this year and you had to scramble to fill the races. So for you, what has been the most difficult part of navigating those emotions and all that went into dealing with that decision that came down. Yeah, I think there's definitely just emotions, right? It's not the easiest thing, not the most fun thing in the world, but um, at first I was like just really disappointed, but almost like really sad. And, um, but then after talking to like Bob Jenkins, Jerry, a lot more, um, you you have to just kind of realize that it's business and, and, and I mean, from my side, you have to respect that, right? Like these guys have spent a lot of money just, um, you know, out of their pocket or Bob to out of those pockets to, to keep going and, and doing it for this long. So, um, so yeah, I feel like as soon as I talked to those guys, I had a much better understanding of it all. And, um, you know, uh, more of a respect for, for everything going on. So, um, yeah, like I said, though, it's still not, not very fun and, um, just different, but I think if anything, it's going to make me grow and, and still really nice of those, um, of the Rick Ware guys to, to have me over there and, and be able to fill out the whole season. Did the top 15s, you know, reeling those off, you know, I mean, I know it's well after the news came out and everything, but does that help anything like with your mentality? Like, okay, like, yes, I belong here. Yes. I'm proving myself kind of thing. Um, I mean, yeah, I think just results, results the whole year, right. Are kind of expected and, um, you know, last year when we'd get good finishes, it was kind of random in my opinion. Like it just, it just seemed like one week we'd show up and be fast. And then the next week we'd be back to like how we normally were not very good. So, um, yeah, I think the consistency for me, the over a four week span of being, you know, up there and being fairly competitive, um, shows that, you know, the guys are 
the hard work's paying off and it's, it's showing on the racetrack. Um, but yeah, also I feel like we're just hungry for more and, and all that, but yeah, I think results is obviously what will keep you around in a, a business like this. So, um, very thankful that we're off to a, a good start. In your career, what is the deal that came closest to happening that ended up not working out? You know, so when I was like really young in K&N, I think we had talked to Bob and Cotty, um, Sunrise Ford Motorsports for a while before we ended up going to BMR and, and running um, out there in the K&N series. And then I think a little bit after that, we talked to um, like Ganassi a little bit about going Xfinity racing uh, in like the 42 car at the time, which was interesting. Like it's just funny to look back on and um, and see all the different uh different ways everything you know could have gone and um you know the right decisions along the way yeah wow that's interesting who is a person you would be starstruck by when meeting them last year that's one of the things i'm most embarrassed about is like i was actually really starstruck when i like was racing against these cup guys but um other than that i would say like the kardashians if i ever got to meet them that'd be so sick like russell makes fun of me because we always watch it but um Dude, I feel like they're like icons, right? Like when you see, if you meet them, that'd be sick. Who, who do you most like when you watch the show and some of them seem like they're saying reasonable things. Some of them saying they're like, some of them seem out of touch or some like, who do you most relate to or think is like the most normal uh, among them? Man, I think, I mean, Kim's got to be the biggest name, but um, I like Chloe a lot. I used to like Courtney, but. I think Chloe's been more real recently and uh, that I think she's my favorite one right now. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. What is the single most important skill a race car driver can possess? I think when I, when I went cup racing, I feel like, um, you know, leadership is, is probably definitely the, the biggest skill that you have to have. Um, just being able to lead a team. Um, I don't know if it's just because I'm, you know, younger than a lot of the guys that I'm working with and around, but that's always been one thing that's been tough for me. Um, just like walk in a room and know what the right things to say and, um, and all that where learning from Michael McDowell, I think that's one thing he's really, really good at is just rallying the people around him to be the best they can be. So, um, I've been really trying to get better at that. And I think, like I said, Michael McDowell's really, really good at that. Okay. What life lessons from a young age stick with you and affect your daily decisions as an adult? I don't know. I kind of think like accountability. When I was growing up, my mom would always, if I didn't have good grades, I couldn't race. And I actually missed a race one time. And, and pretty much from there on out, like I knew, man, she means business. And, and really that's life, right? Like there's, there's definitely, you know, consequences for everything you do. And um, I think that's just a good lesson for sure. Wow. Like how old were you when this happened? Cause I mean, I, I'm sure that had to be hard cause now I'm a parent too. And, um, you know, like I'll make threats and sometimes, but it's hard to follow through because you know, it's going to cause, uh, you know, drama or blow up or something. I'm sure exactly. it was tough for you to, for her to pull you out of a car, but like, what, like, what do you remember about that? Yeah, it, um, I think I was like 14, probably 15. So, um, right when I was started racing late models and, um, yeah, she always, she told me that for years and years and it never really, I never actually got bad grades. Um, but apparently just this one time I was, I was struggling a little bit and, um, yeah, that's like I said, it's one of the things you don't really expect to happen, but, um, it, it happened for sure. All right. So, um, each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next 
um, interview. And the last one was Brad Kozlowski. And he says, what is your funniest racing story? Because he thinks uh, every driver has one. Huh. That's really funny coming from him when he uh, was just in the, the porta potty deal. And did- <laughs> I know, right? For both their funniest. I don't really don't think I have that much of a funny moment, but I always just laugh on the radio when, um, you know, the crew chiefs are, especially like this weekend at Bristol, we have flat tire. My crew chiefs is yelling at everybody. And um, I'm pretty much a calm guy. Um, so it's just funny when I, when I hear those guys get, you know, riled up on the radio, I think. How do you, how do you, where do you get your calmness from? How do you not like lose your cool? Like some other drivers that we might hear on the radio. I have no idea. It, um, and even sometimes when I feel like I get mad, people are like, yeah, you didn't even seem like you got mad at all. So, um, at Richmond, like I felt like I was having a horrible time. I was just super tight in the car. Um, <clears throat> and I felt like I was getting my point across on the radio and Mercy's like, you're just like normal, just talking. So, um, I don't know. It's just, I guess me in general is just kind of on calm side. Okay. Um, so I don't know who the next interview is with yet. So you can either give like a general question I can ask anybody or, um, when I know who it is, I could just let you know if you want to make it just for them, but it's up to you. Let's do, would you classify yourself as an aggressive driver or a calm driver? Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. Well, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you very much. All right, everybody, there you have it. Todd Gilliland on the 12 Questions podcast. Still finalizing my next interviews there, so I um, am not sure as of now who that will be, but uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the next one and uh, we'll keep on going here. Anyway, thanks as always for listening and I will talk to you next time on the 12 Questions podcast.